buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Uh, I am in Remax in Florida, and Gary is, of course, up in the Twin Ports where you all are. Gary Callagher, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? We're doing a lot better than we were last week, battling a little bit of that flu that was going around, and uh, feeling much better this week. Oh, and, that's um, no good. Yeah, well, seems to be making a little bit of a comeback up here. It seems uh, just. Well, yeah, a little bit intense, I guess, but not too bad. But anyways, we're recovered and uh, uh, rolling right along. And you're looking forward to your five-day forecast up there? <laughs> Listen, you have no idea. I don't know if you follow the weather up here, but this weather up here um, this past week has been just like, I, I can't even describe it other than it's, it's, it's you know, it's cold. Cold and, and, it's, uh, and is, it, is it a little bit humid? So it's that really, it's really cold, isn't it? There's a dampness to it, you know. Yeah. But uh, but the big the, the wind off the lake this week has just been really brutal, and the wind chills. I mean, you got a you got an air temp in the mid 30s, and and the the wind chills in the teens, you know, on on a few of these right. days. It just makes for a very difficult spring season, you know. And the, and I think the uh, uh, you know, mentally, everybody is just like we're ready for some warm weather up here, and we're not getting it. And and the the long term outlook for the next like ten, twelve days, it just doesn't look well either. So yeah, it's I been a tough. It's, the... it, yeah, it's been a tough spring up here, and uh, I, you know, I, it's. Uh, um, but we we get through it. You know, we'll survive. We're, we're yeah. thinking about you. We're thinking just about looking you at, the, at the Florida jump. Just looking at the Twin Cities, and they're about. It looks like they're about 10, 12 degrees higher over the next 10 days. Well, you know, um, we had, I was supposed to run that uh, Fitters 5K last weekend, and uh, the uh, because of being sick, I couldn't, but my daughter and my son, they ran it, and they, my daughter lives in the city, so her and her boyfriend came up here to run it, and, and they were telling me that afternoon, they were, she sent me a screenshot. She said, we left this and it was like 72 degrees down in the cities yeah. for this. And it was like 40 up here with this, this just this incredible wind coming off the lake. So, um, they've definitely been warmer than us down there, but yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, down here, it hasn't changed much. It's, it's about 80, 87 every day so far this week. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It's, it's hard to take. Feelings. You're killing us. Yeah. But, you know... The, Anyways. We, we, all, we, we need, all we need down here is less sunshine and more rain. So, we are, we are a little drought. Uh, we, got, we, got, we actually have some high fire areas um, down here. But it's, it's kind of almost normal. And then once the rainy season hits, which is just around the corner... You can't believe how hard it can rain here. It's crazy how hard it can rain. So, very interesting yeah. stuff. All right, Gary, I suppose, you know, four or five minutes in, we should get to real estate, huh? Well, listen, real estate, I think still the um, 
<clears throat> some of the bigger news, anyways, this week is certainly the mortgage interest rates. And although they've come back a little bit from where they were last week, those 30-year conventional terms have dropped to 5.375. Uh, the FHA 30-year term and the VA 30-year uh, term are both at 5.25%. So um, they've, you know, a- after last week's five and a half conventional 30-year term, you know, I was all bets off and like, where are these interest rates going to go? You know, what's going to happen to them? And is this going to get, you know, really insane where these things start approaching six, six and a half percent? And, uh, you know, I think that still remains to be seen. I still think that they they could start to approach those types of levels, but to see them back off a little bit and and hopefully they'll they'll stabilize. That um, that's certainly a good sign, you know, for the marketplace because you know working with buyers. I mean, you know, and the buyers in the marketplace. Uh, I wouldn't say that they've shrugged off these interest rates. I think they're bummed out about it that they've lost out on on the good uh, mortgage interest rates that that we had even. You know, you go back to February, you know, it's, uh, you know, they, these interest rates are still at 3%. And, uh, you know, so I think they're a little bit bummed about that, but I still think that there's still excitement and energy in the marketplace for buying a house and uh, just a matter of them being able to find it. So I, I think the um, uh, the trend anyways, and listen, do you, you recall that guy that we had on here as an interview from Housing Wire, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Clayton Collins earlier this year? Yep. And and he mentioned one of their uh, associates, Logan. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, he's got a very difficult last name. But he was in the news earlier this week uh, for Housing Wire, and and he actually said, "Boy, it'd be nice to see these interest rates go way higher." He said, "We need a breather in this marketplace to to just let the inventories stabilize. Uh, that the you know the they don't think the price growth is going to continue to just." you know, accelerate. And if it does, it's just going to blow this market up. They really believe right. that. So, so he's, he's, he's an advocate of higher interest rates to help slow the market down and, and let the market take a breather and then, and let the market just kind of catch up and see where it's going to go and, 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 you know, stabilize or do whatever it's going to do. You know? Well, and you know, one of those, when you're talking about the heated market, um, it says that home prices increase, and this is this is off of, um, um, or this is from CoreLogic. Um, home prices increased nineteen point eight percent in February year over year. That's, That's crazy. a big increase. That's crazy. That is crazy. And it says Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami, and most of Florida saw home price gain annual home price gains of thirty two um, percent, roughly for all three. So, um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, those are significant price increases. Any way, shape, or form, any way you look at it, those are massive uh, price increases uh, year over year. And so the sustainability of that, I just I, obviously we, we certainly can't sustain it. I mean, things go up and up and up, but at some point they, they plateau, they level out, and then even start to, to decline a little bit. So where we plateau in this marketplace, I still think that remains to be seen. I don't think I don't think we've hit it, but I but the 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 talk about price growth slowing is certainly uh, in the news at this point, and the talk about some that we're not at a housing bubble, but that we're starting to approach it. And if we continue this like accelerated price growth, we're going to get into a housing bubble. But all that being said, Jim, 
you know, we, we talk about these millennials and we talk about the, the, the actual buyers that are helping to fuel this marketplace and the fact that they're not going away anytime soon. And we could be in this market, you know, for the next couple of years. And, and uh, I think obviously if, if uh, you know, we have some, you know, wild world event that could change things dramatically. But, but I also think too that if, if these interest rates do accelerate, they start getting six, six and a half, seven percent, I think you'll see a slowdown. Well, I, I totally agree with you. And, but the, the big thing you said is if we see some big event and, you know, of course there is a, there's a, there's a churning big event already going on. So that's the one thing that I keep looking at and, and, uh, and how volatile the, the, the language patterns are coming out. That kind of scares things, and I think that um, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it, it hopefully we won't have that. Hopefully the the Ukraine situation it doesn't look like it's going to subside. But man, that's sure what everybody wants. Um, you know, I think the the uh, the other thing to note too is that when you're talking about these highest these high interest rates, I don't know if you saw this, but the mortgage demand has has really started to fall. So. Um, a lot of what we're saying here with these high interest rates that it hasn't hit yet, maybe it is, and it's just you know um, um, kind of in the background. Um, but yeah, they're they're they are um, they're they're definitely uh, mortgage applications are definitely down. Well, listen, the refinance market is. I'm not going to say it's dead, but it's pretty much over. And I think that you know when you look at mortgage applications. And you, you take into consideration the refinance market. Right. Obviously, that was driving yep. these mortgage applications for crazy. So, but they also yeah, have a category yep. called, they also have a category called new mortgage applications, you know, where it's not a refi, but it's, it's for new housing. And I, I haven't seen what those numbers are, but I got to believe that that's still somewhat of a, of a stable market just simply because of the, the energy in the marketplace. But um, um, interesting comment, Jim, from a couple of buyers this week, and I know we're running out of time here. But just quickly, I yeah, yeah we've got three minutes the, yet. I had two of the buyers that I'm working with come up to me and say, "Hey, I, I called the lender and I want to. I asked them. I told them I want to lock my interest rate, and they told me that I couldn't." And, and without, you know, they asked me if I had a purchase agreement. I said, no, but I want to lock my rate in, so I'm protected. Right, yeah. And they said, no, you can't do that. That's not how that works. And, uh, you know, and so I think there's still a little bit of, of uh, misunderstanding on how that market works is you can't lock your interest rate in and just keep it that way forever. You know, you have to have an actual purchase agreement um, on a house before they'll lock your interest rate in. And those interest rate locks are only good for... 45 maybe 60 days in some cases so um i think i think i think the buyers are aware of what's going on i still think that they're 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 obviously concerned about it but i still think that they're they've got the energy and they still want to buy that first home yeah i agree with you we could go into um you know locking of interest rates and and how that all works um the bank is actually um taking a risk when they lock your interest rate as well because you know the rates could go up the rates could go down they have to they have to cover a certain benchmark um so yeah it's very interesting uh how the all locking of the rate works um all right gary we are on a break now here folks you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show and we will be right back hang in there
Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. I work for REMAX Anchor Realty down here in Punta Gorda, Florida. And if you want to reach me, I still have my Minnesota number. Uh, it is 218-348-7653. And uh, there's a lot of people up there that already own property down in my neck of the woods here in Florida and a lot more that are looking to. I've sold several properties to people just off of the show here, Gary. So anyway, if anybody wants to uh, inquire about Florida real estate or want to know what's going on um, directly, give me a call, 218-348-7653. And Mr. Callagher? Yeah, you can reach me up here in the Twin Ports at 218-390-0615, licensed both in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and uh, still have buyers that are in the marketplace if you're if you're thinking about uh, putting your house on the market and... Uh, uh, maybe you don't want to go through all the um, uh, the things about people coming through your house, you know, and uh, that type of stuff. We can uh, do a one-time showing, work for a little less fee, and uh, uh, help you out that way. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting, Jim, you down there in Florida. Folks, I just want to remind you, this is a great connection that we have going on down there. And with all everything that's going on in the marketplace, I've got to believe that, uh, you know, your your markets down there, Jim, are just doing so well with people wanting to relocate. And uh, it doesn't surprise me the uh, the interest of people wanting to move down there, especially with this weather. And as we get older uh, and, and this cold weather lasts so long up here, it's got to be kind of a, a, of a nice, uh, you know, thing to have where people can go down there with a familiar type of a, a voice a person that's familiar with the Northland but also has that uh, experience and familiarity with that market down there so that's pretty cool Jim yeah it is and, and it's kind of fun to keep up um, with what's going up north for me um, you know I am still a member of the multiple listing service up there um, and I enjoy um, looking at what's going on in your market, it's kind of fun to watch. Kind of fun to watch, you know, who is selling um, properties up there. A lot of my f- realtor friends, man, there's a lot of them. Um, so yeah, um, I miss I miss the camaraderie of our realtor association up there. It's really quite um, when you know everybody. It, it just is a lot different down down here. I I still don't know a lot of people. Um, and I'm making friends as, as the deals come, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I miss that. And uh, this, this connection is great. It's great for me as well. Um, so yeah, thank you folks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, so just a quick note here too, Jim. You know, Miranda DeSanto, our longtime yeah. uh, association leader, she's leaving. Where's she going? Well, she's taking up a new position. I, I forget what it is, but I think it's a state-level type of a job. But she's been in our association for being there 20 years. She's been running it and uh, done a great job. And uh, she announced her uh, resignation oh, maybe a month or so ago. And she, I think she's leaving that position June 1. But um, uh, she's uh, yeah, she's leaving. So sad to see her go. She's, uh, um, you know, with, on the association level, we're always involved in some type of controversy, it seems like. And she's always the one yeah. that I think bears the brunt of everybody's, you know, good, bad, and ugly, you know, uh, indifferences towards these issues. And uh, uh, so, Gary, so, come she, on, she, that's she, not well, us. She's done, well, listen, <laughs> realtors are an emotional bunch of people, as, as well, and you know that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm only going to pile uh, on. She's done, she does sentiment. a good job managing that stuff and, and yeah. navigating through those waters and. Uh, uh, we'll be sad to see her go. She's got a heck of a lot of experience on the local, state, and national levels. And so we wish her well um, 
and uh, yeah. Yeah, and Jim. You, you know the what's the what's the gal's name that that answers the questions for the president all the time? The little the the short redhead gal, Jan. Per, you think Sarah name? Weisdorf? No, 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 no. The the gal that runs for the president of the United States, the gal that runs all the press briefings. Oh, that, Jen Jen Saki. <laughs> yes, that is Miranda with the realtors. Oh no, no. Yes. No, no. Oh my God. Yeah. No. I I listen. I have to tell you. Um, I have to give her huge props. That girl was awesome. I I was on the board um, several times, and uh, she was either. She was either there uh, as the head of the association, if you go way back, when Tracy Hutari was the head of the association. Um, I've been involved in the Realtors Association. And, uh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect. Um, there were some very, very volatile issues that would come up. And these people have to, have to um, get the, all the information out there without, without getting confidential information out there. Plus, they have to deflect... And answer all of the well, not deflect. Answer all these questions and concerns, right? We have voted twice to not join the Minneapolis and, and St. Paul Multiple Listing Association. Um, there have been so many controversial things going on in the Duluth or the Lake Superior Area Association of Realtors. She handled the merger between Duluth and Superior into the Lake Superior Area Association of Realtors. Man, we could have her on, and she would be a great guest. Um, but yeah, thick skin. That girl has got thick skin, and she was a very she's very professional. And she also the best part about Miranda, I think, is I think she has the ability to forgive. You know, I've, I've apologized to her many times. All right, Miranda, sorry, I got a little heated right there, but you know, I had to make my point. You know, or whatever it was. So yeah, she's a great gal. Um, do, do they do they know who's going to take her place? Is it going to be Sarah? Well, I don't know. I hope Sarah certainly has the uh, the experience that Sarah we need is up here. So hopefully they yes we can uh, transition to her and then see what the board wants to do on uh, a long term basis. But uh, yeah, right. we'll see if Miranda wants to come on the show and, and talk to her yeah. a little bit before she heads out. But uh, but moving on, Jim, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some housing and. One of the things that we deal with this time of year up here in the Northland with the extended springs is getting your house ready and creating that ex- the outside curb appeal. You know, after these long winters that we have up here, there's a lot of stuff that accumulates uh, around the exterior of our house. And so preparing your house and getting that ready so when somebody drives up, it looks as well as it can look. You know, that's that's kind of an important thing. And uh, uh, some of the things that you can do for that, I think, obviously are you know, we're not going to have green grass up here and, and trees budding for the next several weeks. So we have to kind of uh, just deal with what we have and getting outside to do any like paint touch up is going to be difficult as well. And until we start to get, you know, to a stable 50 plus degrees, you know, for that. So, but some of the things that you can do to make your, your house pop or, or look well, um, uh, you know, one of the recommendations is to uh, make sure your front door pops. And, um, you know, having your front door is a, is on the exterior is a focal point of the house and people drive up to it. So, um, uh, they suggest draw attention to yours by painting it in, uh, uh, vibrant springtime colors, uh, like sky blue or hunter green, updating your door hardware, or simply just washing your door and getting all that dirt and scum from the winter away. Uh, that makes a big deal. And, uh, sometimes hanging like a little, 
uh, ornament or flower or some type of a wreath on your front door during the spring, that's also a suggestion. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I just indicating here, I can't remember. Um, there are there are always um, uh, traditions on what color to paint your door. I remember when we painted our house in Superior before we moved, the last house, um, we were uh, we painted it gray, and our son said, let me pick the color of the door. <laughs> Derek. And so he did. And, um, you know, he's an architect. He's an architect. Uh, I can say that now because he graduated. He's just a graduate school. Um, you know, he, he's pretty good at, at design things, but... Um, there's a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different things that your door color says. And the one I was trying to find was there was one that, um, like it says, blue is your positive, um, yellow is un- is is uncommon, but you're confident, curious, and wise. And that's the color of the door that we had. Um, white says you're clean, organized, simple, and you know which is the one that says that that you know. Uh, I have a paid-off mortgage. Do you remember that one? That's the one I'm looking for. I think it's red. I think it is, yeah. I, I so think that's red. It says red's one of the most common front door colors in an early American tradition. A red door meant welcome. Bright red means you're exciting and vibrant, and a darker red can mean you're warm and inviting. Wow, I'm learning a lot right here reading this. So what color is your front door gear? We're white. White. A white, white front door will tell your neighbors, stay away. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it says, it says, you're clean, organized, simple, and serene. My God, it's like reading a horoscope. Um, <laughs> this is straight off of, uh, I don't even know how you say it, pjfitz.com. Wow. So, anyway, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, so, um, did I get you off track on your door color thing? No, 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 no. That's good. We'll move on. The next one that you suggest is to upgrade your exterior lighting. And right. I, I think that that's, that's a good one. You know, exterior lighting. You know, sometimes during the winter, your bulbs, even the bulbs burn out. You know, get those bulbs uh, redone. Make sure everything's working. But exterior lighting helps to pack a decorative punch to your house. It makes uh, spaces look bigger. It's welcoming. It provides safety at night. And um, having making sure you have the, the right hardware or the right lighting in conjunction with the style of your house is also important as well. Now, one of the things about lighting that you have to be concerned about as the weather warms up, um, don't leave your lights on. Uh, uh, you know, I think winter time for lighting and this time of year is okay. But as the weather warms up and you turn your exterior lights on, guess what happens? All of the bugs migrate to those lights. Yeah, exactly. And it won't be long before you have webs on your lights. You have all kinds <laughs> of these little bugs, you know, crawling around your lights. So be very careful as, as the weather warms up for keeping those lights on because because that the bugs on those lights is somewhat of a turnoff. And so uh, keeping that in, in, in mind at this time of year, I still think we're okay. We haven't gotten to the warm season up here, but uh, uh, updating that lighting, I think, is, is is a big thing. And next, Jim, um, and this is, well, a, this is a big one. I just I, I wanted to get into that one because um, there's also – you can have there are lights that have um, I don't know what it is that they don't put off 
but there are lights that you can actually buy if you go online, and I, I'm trying to do it now. I've done it before. That will give you light, yet are not as inviting to bugs. So that's something that you can look into too if you're changing your lighting. The other thing that I wanted to say on the lighting part of it is, um, so so two two of my neighbors um, down here have changed their exterior lighting like very close to me, and it made me realize how um, we kept the traditional lights that are on our house down here. And if we did go to change them, yeah, it would look a lot better. So I think that's a good one. Um, moving on, um, freshen up your exterior with plantings and flowers. Um, freshly planted flowers and greenery are the epitome of spring. And update that look to your house with uh, new mulch. Very important. New mulch uh, is, is uh, very nice. Uh, new perennials or even some stone pathways, those types of things. If you've got, these are very inexpensive types of updates that you can, you can, uh, do to your house for very little money. But the impact on this is very, um, uh, I, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's not massive, but it's very good. It really adds a punch, uh, especially at this time of year. When you walk up to a house and you see somebody's already done their mulch, they've done their raking, that type of stuff. I think it makes a difference in the, in the perception or, or the, uh, uh, certainly the curb yeah. appeal to that you know, house. And if I could give a suggestion, too, one of the things that we did with um, uh, our houses up north there, uh, and it's, it's way more common down here in Florida, is that we had um, professional curbs put in. So they have a, a machine that, that will run cement into a machine, and it moves slowly, and it, and it, it creates a curb um, in... You know, it can be a curved curb. It can be any any kind of any kind of look that you want. This machine, and then you've got a you've got a barrier to um, you know easy to cut the lawn around rather than you know if your mulch just ends and the grass is there with this curb. Uh, it's it's easy to work around as far as the lawn work. And man, did it increase the the attractiveness of the house. Yeah, very, very good point. I mean, edging, you know, with landscaping is, is it really stands out. So if you, yeah, I don't mind you can't do concrete, it's the, it's the you can do whacking, some edging. Right? They've got these little plastic things you can put in the ground and it creates a really nice um, visual effect for, you, for your lawn there. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that they also mentioned, Jim, is, is having a porch swing. You know, and uh, now not everybody can have a porch swing. And if you don't have a porch swing, they, they suggest... Uh, putting out some type of rocking chairs and it gives you a similar effect and um it just adds to um uh that relaxing it, 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 it they say it's a relaxing type of a of a feeling that you get when you see a porch swing or rocking chairs on the front porch right and you but, don't need uh, a porch swing you can get you can get a, a like a love size a love seat size sort of rocker um, that are very comfortable. They're very popular down here, and they're very popular up there, too. So, yeah, you can do a lot there. Number one, Jim, though, is um, embrace your spring cleaning. Right. <laughs> and I, I think that's so important because over the, the winter up here in the Northland, you know, it gets so dirty, and there's you know, the snow and the, the, the just everything that flies around, you know. And so if you've got dirty stuff, take a power sprayer, if you've got a power sprayer, wash away that stuff, uh, get the dirt. Cut, uh, if you're into raking your lawn, get all the, the old grass, the, uh, uh, rake that away. It makes a big difference. And the cobwebs, um, those types of things. So 
uh, just some some nice little tips, Jim, to update your property's curb appeal when you're getting ready to put your home on the market up here. Yeah, and I always I always thought that a good uh, good vigorous rake to my yard up north there in the in the spring. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll be able to do it in June, Gary. Um, <laughs> yeah, but a good raking always brought the lawn in really nice that year. So, um, and the I, I I've noticed it the years that we forgot or didn't get a chance, you know, to to do that that kind of thatcherizing rake job, you know. Um, well, listen, it's funny you mentioned that because I bought a thatch rake and I and I started doing that to my lawn this year and, and the weather was just got so bad with so much rain and everything, I couldn't do it. But I got half of the lawn and one of the things I read, Jim, was I, I, I actually started burning some of my lawn. I mean, I would thatch it, I would take this rake, I'd rake all the old, the old uh, scrub oh. uh, dead stuff and then there were a couple days where it was, it was to the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to try this, you know, and I burnt Certain sections of it. Gary, you know, hold that I, thought. I hold that thought. we got to take a break here. Hold on. Folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, and Gary Callagher here. Folks, if you want to reach me down here in Florida, give me a call at 218-348-7653. And Mr. Callagher, please give out your phone number. In the Twin Ports, I'm at 218-390-0615. All right, so Gary, you were talking about over-thatcherizing your lawn and actually um, burning it out. So they're saying, what you were saying was is that uh, you read online that, that some of these things that you were raking up were actually nutrients to go back into the lawn. Is that what it was? Yeah, well, that's part of it, yes. But getting all that old um, matted down dry, dead grass that, that doesn't let your, your lawn breathe and let it work like it's supposed to work you know and uh you know so i just wanted to try it this year and and see if it worked and i i haven't been able to complete it but i do have a fairly good sized section of it already done and like i said i burnt it i i lit it on fire and, and i think there's some precautions oh, you have to take I get it. wait right a minute all right i'm sorry okay i get it you burnt it that way all right go ahead yeah i i would what i did was i raked out a lot of it i got the big piles out and then there's a lot of, of uh, dead grass that's still there, and you can see the new grass coming in. So I, I burnt it. I lit it on fire, you know. And I think you have to be careful. They don't they don't suggest you do it on windy days, and you have to stay out there. You have to have a hose at ready in case it gets out of hand. How do you do that? That's, do you have like a mini flamethrower or something when you start your? Well, no. Out? I just took. A, I've got one of those fire starter things, and I just lit it, and and you know it caught on fairly good, you know, where it, it would burn it, and. Um, uh, and so I, I did that and, you know, I haven't been able to finish it simply because we've had so much rain and, and nasty weather up here. So I'm getting a little bit concerned, but the areas that I've done already, boy, are they coming in nice. And, uh, you can see the new growth coming in and it looks, uh, it looks a little bit more vibrant and you get rid of that, all that undergrowth, that matted down old dead, uh, dead thatch is what they call it. And, uh, uh, it does make a difference in, in how the lawn looks and how the lawn grows. So I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to finishing it, but uh, I may have to go buy a machine because I just don't have enough time. I think to rake the whole lawn with my little I've got this little 12 inch wide thatch rake that I'm doing this massive lawn on by hand, and uh, <laughs> uh, I just simply wanted to experiment with it. But it looked so good and it coming in so nice of what it done that that what I've already done is that I want to finish it and. Uh, um, get the whole lawn looking like that, that way, but but thatching. I started to learn about that a couple of years ago, and uh, 
uh, I thought, you know, this is this is so cool, and I want to do it. I want to try it, and uh, it does make a difference in, in in how your lawn looks and grows it, and uh, uh, is able to work the way it's intended to do. I got gotcha. you, and I just want to clarify: when you said you burnt your lawn, I thought like as if like the effect when you when you mow your lawn too close to the ground, you know. That's no, what I thought no, you were no, talking I actually about. lit it on fire. And, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Never heard uh, of that. They, it, it, well, they, they, you know, I looked it up online, and, and they do do it. And it's, it, it, I, you know, YouTube is a great resource for this type of stuff, and, and watching some of this. But you do have to be careful, and you do have to be aware of what can go wrong, and and have, uh, you know, your your hose ready and your rakes ready, and uh, just in case something would get out of hand. All right, Gary, we've got to get into this one article you and I were talking about um, before we started recording because we we, wanted, we said we want to make sure we talk about this. And um, you found it, and it says the odds of a home price decline hitting your local housing market as told by an interactive chart. So, um, in other words, are we or are we not in a, in a market of where a home should decline or will decline based on future economics. And Gary, you want to, you want to start us off on this? Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, Jim, about the odds or the, the price. When are the markets going to start declining in value? And I think there's, there's growing concern about this, but I think there's also growing, um, there's still optimism in the marketplaces. So, um, you know, when you looked at this, this was posted uh, by a, a gentleman by the name of Lance Lambert, um, uh, on the Fortune Magazine site, and they, uh, you know, interviewed a number of people uh, within the industry, and they put this inter- Mac, interactive Mac together that talks about what is the risk associated with the markets uh, going, you know, declining in value. And surprisingly, this interactive mark- market across the country was. Um, all very low or low in terms of the the the, uh, uh, the estimated uh, possibility of the markets declining, the values declining on your house. And up here in the Twin Ports, Jim, we're in a very we're in a low market. We're not in a very low market, but but the, right. all St. Louis County and and actually they they migrated over into Douglas County as well. Yeah, I see that uh, on this map. The um, it's it's a low. We so we have a low probability of house prices declining up here. And when you look at the highest markets, uh, one of them was out in the state of Washington, the Mount Vernon area. Right. One was in Oregon, in the Salem, Oregon area. Two of them in Western Michigan. Uh, you know that uh, Battle Creek, Michigan area, and Mus- Muskegon, uh, Michigan, and then one up in the north northeast area in uh, Hartford. Um, uh, Connecticut area, but other than that, Jim, most of them are in a very low risk, or right. very low risk. And your market down there too was in a uh, um, a very low risk for price decline. Yeah, it is. It's a, it, and, and that's that's great news um, to 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 hear. And you, you know, you can go to places like uh, um, the Las Vegas area seems to be uh, very low, but then if you go right next door. Um, to that in Havasu City, you know it's 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 very high. So it's very interesting um, that there are some areas that are very low, and then right next to them is very high. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 map is pretty much most of it. Most of it is blank, so it, it, it's 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 neither high nor low. 
Um, but yeah, Florida is all very high that, that, that the odds of home prices dropping over the coming, coming year. Um, it's very interesting. And then, and then they also had another chart down there that said, you know, how, how they rate the home prices in America's largest housing markets, um, as undervalued, normal or overvalued. And there we are, Florida and the twin ports are showing up in overvalued. I found that very interesting for the twin ports area to be overvalued because of everything that's going on up there. Well, listen, they, you know, when they categorize this stuff and the, and the categories that they put this in and they have <clears throat> elevated is certainly the highest category. That's over a 40% chance of something happening then they had the high, which is a 30 to 40% chance. The medium is a 20 to 30. Low is a 10 to 20% chance. And very low is 0 to 10%. And when you look at the second match, match, Jim, the one that you just referred to, it's completely opposite the first um, map that we just talked about. And this is uh, the second map relates to whether or not they feel the markets are overvalued. And it's it's a complete flip of the first one. And up here in the Twin Ports, St. Louis County, Douglas County areas that they, they uh, are dealing with, it's uh, we are in an overvalued market up here. And I, I listen, I will say this. I think the Twin Ports market is overvalued. I think the Duluth area market is, is somewhat overvalued. I think the Superior market is a very good market, you know, and I think that you've seen a lot of migration for people, especially that aren't from the area that – that don't deal with some of the dynamics, the stereotypes that, that I think that, that can exist up here. I think they don't care about that. I think they're going across the bridge and they're saying, holy cow, you know, yeah. we're, we're seeing a house over here that is like, you know, 30 to 40 percent cheaper for the same thing. Yep. And it's like, why wouldn't we want to consider this over here? So I and think you're seeing some of that. Yeah, it, it, That's always the challenge when, you know, you're licensed in both states. I was always licensed in both states. That was always the challenge. You know, you could have a traditional home in Superior and a traditional home in Duluth, and the prices would be wildly different. So you better make sure that you're not overshooting in Wisconsin and undershooting in Minnesota. That's always been kind of a thing. Yeah. So, but to see these these two different interactive maps, Jim, and how they're wildly different from the risk associated with prices declining versus the the uh, the overvaluing of the marketplaces. Yeah. It's I what, what do you make of that? I mean, how do you try to make sense? It's like yeah, the risk of price decline isn't very high, yeah. but your market's overvalued. Exactly. So, so yeah, I and and that's the that's the thing too. It's um um. Yeah, I don't even know what to say other than uh, it, you know it, it's going to be. It's just yet another statistic that they can pull out of somewhere, um, and it's based on a lot of math. I get it, um, but geez, I, I I I would disagree that the properties in the Twin Ports are overvalued are, are possibly overvalued. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me because I know everything that's churning up there, and and it's such a vibrant um, place that people want to be. So very interesting. I don't know how we're doing on time, Jim, but I know we got there's another, another minute big in this stu- segment. And then um, when we finish up, I want to talk about some rental assistance stuff too. So we got about okay. another minute. Well, I, I know one of the big things up here, and my phone was blowing up last week, is the uh, tax valuations that oh, came yes. out for St. Louis County last week. It was a big deal. A lot of people are really ticked off and um, 
trying to make sense of why they're, you know, the taxes weren't really raised percentage wise. Um, but they were, but the valuations just took off and, and people are, are really ticked. So how that all shakes out and, and whether or not people are going to be able to get their assessed values adjusted uh, for payable next year, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, and you know what? I was talking to a really good friend of mine. He's got he's got a couple of different properties, and both of their evaluations went up. And he lives down in the Twin Cities, and then he has a he has a really nice cabin that I sold him in Grand Rapids many years ago. And I said, Richard, here's the thing: Do you think that your property would your properties would sell for those new assessments? And he said, Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue then. Um, but it is it is kind of tough when when your when your tax responsibility goes up by that much. And I told him I said the key thing to, to to keep in mind is watch your mill rate or the rate that they're charging you per thousand of evaluation. That should come down locally, um, but it, it's not always the case. But anyway, all right, Gary, we're at a break here, folks. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to wrap it up. Welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Gary, why don't you give out your phone number? I'm at 218-390-0615, licensed up here in the Twin Ports, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right, and I'm down here in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, and the number here for me is 218-348-7653, and 7653 spells out sold. Um, Okay. Billions of federal rental assistance is still available. This is an important article. So um, Congress allocated more than $45 billion, Gary, during the pandemic to help cover households back rent and to help families avoid eviction. By the end of this March here, there's still $15 billion that has not been spent. And I know for a fact, um, I didn't. I didn't realize it was this bad. I know. I know a couple of, of uh, people down here who rent. You know, like people that work in the restaurant industry and stuff, and they're really struggling because rents have gone so high down here. It's just crazy. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them some information about maybe they should apply and maybe they would be qualified to to get some rental um, assistance. Um, anyway, it's it, there. There are places that you can go to in the Northland in order to inquire about this assistance. And they're listed on this real estate site, but um, surprisingly, there was a lot of communities that had the, the local the local assisting agencies listed on that website. Surprisingly, I didn't see one for, for the Duluth or Superior area. So that's what I found, Gary. If you well, I was, think... Go ahead. I think one roof community housing is probably yep, the best place for people to go. That's one of them that I that I was going to suggest. The other one for St. Louis County, and if they don't know, um, um, if they if they don't do it at at, at uh, the social services there in in St. Louis County, they certainly can direct you to who is 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 heading that up or who can assist you with it. But that might be a great one there. And then in in Superior, it's uh, the Northwest Wisconsin Community Services Agency. Um, and that is located near 12th and Tower, um, a little building right by Superior Savings Bank. So I think that you should pass the word if you you know if 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 you if you know if you have if you have kids or grandkids or or if you have trouble paying your rent yourself, suggest that they look into this 
Um, it could be some money that's 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 earmarked for this, um, and uh, they could get up to thirteen oh seven um, for a one person or seventeen hundred and sixty dollars per for two people per month. And I don't know exactly how this works, but it's interesting um, um, to find out if somebody that you might love qualifies. All right, Gary, that's Maybe all I have. Well, maybe a time for a, a visit from Barb Monty, the local Duluth Landlords yeah. Association person that runs that. We haven't had her on I for a while, so maybe I'll give yeah. her a call. Yeah. And um, I'm sure she's tuned into that stuff. Yeah, no, I haven't looked into any of the qualifications or anything. It was just uh, something that I found online while we were recording here. So, um, But very interesting stuff. Uh, and folks, make sure you try to um, help out those that you know are in need. All right, Gary, one last time to give out your phone number, and then we got to wrap her up. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And down here in Florida, for real estate needs, give me a call, 218-348-7653. Mr. Callagher, it's been a pleasure again this week. You have a good week coming up, and stay warm, huh? Well, we'll try, Jim. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. we got to go. Talk to you later.